Welcome to episode number 195 of CXO Talk. I'm Michael Krigsman. I am an industry analyst and really have the pleasure and the honor of hosting this CXO Talk series. CXO Talk brings together the most innovative, creative business leaders so that we can learn from their insight, their wisdom, their experience. And I want to say thank you to NetSuite for sponsoring today's episode. It's a very exciting episode, and we are very grateful to NetSuite for being involved. Today, we're talking about innovation in retail and retail marketing and retail operations. And our guest is Erica Stevens, who runs IT, who runs supply chain, and is really the responsible, in, in a sense, for operations at Dylan's Candy Bar. Erica, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am excellent, and thank you so much for joining us. Erica, so tell us about Dylan's Candy Bar. Oh, we've been around for almost 15 years now. Uh, we started in 2001. Dylan Lauren pioneered the creation of the world's largest confectionery emporium and lifestyle brand. Our mission is to merge the world of art, fashion, and pop culture with candy. Uh, and Dylan has innovated the way that we see and experience candy today. We have seven stores, uh, freestanding stores. We have nine licensed shops, two shopping shops. You can find us in Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, Barnes & Noble. Um, and we have big plans to um, move into other areas, both domestically and internationally. So when you say that you merge lifestyle, fashion with candy, what does that mean? mean? What it Give us, elaborate on that for us. Sure. Uh, so in our stores, um, in each one of our stores, you can see a giant um, oversized lollipop tree um, spinning candy canes and uh, six foot tall rock candy sticks. Uh, so lots of pop um, art um, in our stores. We also threw our um, through our uh, uh, products. We carry uh, both lifestyle brands such as tote bags and tech, tech equipment like uh, really pop earbuds and uh, phone cases and things like that. Anything candy related um, in mediums, not just in candy. But we carry lots of candy as well. <laughs> you carry like uh, 7,000 different kinds of candy as I understand it. We do. So we have about 7,000 SKUs total. Um, so that ranges from um, nostalgic candy is very uh, important to us. Um, so goo-goo clusters and um, the uh, nostalgic packaging for the Hershey's Almond Bar. But then we also carry international candies um, all over the world, lots from Asia and Europe. Um, so lots of new finds there. And then we have more traditional chocolates. We have um, uh, sea salt caramel chocolate bars and um, pizza pizza flavored chocolate bars and potato chips and fun foods like that. So we do the whole gamut. 
Okay, well, next time we're going to do CXO talk from one of your stores. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so how many stores do you have right now? I just want to get a little more sense of the, the, the context, and then we'll talk about, about your store experience and the, the interesting things you're doing with retail and also online. So how many, how many stores do you have right now? We have uh, seven freestanding stores, uh, nine licensed, and then we have some shopping shops as well. And I know that you're expanding uh, pretty rapidly at the same time. We are. We are. We hope to open up at least four or five a year. Um, so we are on target for 2017, so going to some new cities. Okay, so you have said that you try to create a Disney kind of experience in the stores. How do you do that? What do you mean by that? And, and what is that experience that you're creating for the consumer? It is ultra sensory. So you walk into a store, you'll see vibrant colors, you'll see, you'll smell some amazing smells, uh, partially from our chocolate fountain um, that you can try, uh, candy themed music playing in the background, um, kind of hits you in all directions with that um, exciting Disney type experience. Um, so it's not just the traditional shopping. And why is this so, so deeply important to Dylan's candy bar and what you're trying to achieve? For us, it's as much of an experience as it is just selling product. Um, you could buy candy, frankly, anywhere. Uh, a Kit Kat bar can be found within a block of most of us. So um, to us, it's not just that um, buying traditional candy, but it is the candy world. We want to transform people into the um, feeling as if they're in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory when they come into our stores. And what are the, how do you, how do you create that experience? And I know online is an extremely important part of your business as well. So, so how do you then make the translation from the physical retail store to the online environment? It's, it's obviously different. It's, we are seen as leaders in retailtainment. Um, it's very hard to bring some of those components, like the, the crazy music that's all about candy and the smells. Uh, we can't translate online. But uh, what we do there is we still have the vibrant colors, the amazing products, um, and then we have Dylan's World. Uh, so it's an insider's view in to uh, Dylan's inspiration. Um, she is the quintessential candy queen um, and is the, uh, the brains behind the operation, definitely. The creative force, the, um, the visionary that has brought this company to where it is. So um, she has amazing ideas. And in Dylan's world, you can see what inspired her to do this season's collection, for example. Um, so we try to bring just a new element to that. The other part is, uh, is personalization and customization. So one of the things that you'll find coming into our store is that you can, um, you can walk in and we have these amazing bulk bins where you can choose in bulk up to 500 different types of candy. And then you can mix and match till your heart's content in a 
a giant gummy bear or a paint can or um, some other vessel. So um, in, in our online environment at the beginning, we were doing, choosing five or six mixes of candy that were very popular, but we wanted to really bring that experience of choosing all of your favorites. Um, so we launched this year what we call Design Shop, which truly allows you to customize uh, your candy with not just the candy that you want inside of it, but also um, you can upload a picture um, and you can... Um, you can put that on the label of the paint can or the chocolate bar and have your face on the chocolate bar. It's the perfect gift, right? So, uh, um, so we're doing lots of those more interactive things online. So, uh, so for you, uh, this personalization is the key. So you, you take that personalization from the store online back again. How does, the, how does that work? So, um, through some pretty amazing technology, <laughs> um, so we, uh, we have developed some proprietary software, um, where we can, um, develop this interactive experience with our customers. Um, uh, so, uh, that we are bringing, um, the, bringing Instagram and Facebook and those pictures that you're taking with your friends, uh, as well as, those things that are quintessential Dylan's candy bar. Um, and for us, the customer experience is the absolute most important. Um, we had a lot of learnings as we were launching the program of what, uh, when a lot of our competitors in the, let's say, personalization space, not candy, we're the only ones doing this in candy, but um, it can be a tedious process uh, online in choosing everything. So we try to make it fun and exciting and brand our brand, um, uh, not having to click a hundred times to, to get this. So we want to make it and where we're striving to go is to have the experience of buying personalized candy as um, easy and quick as it is to buy, let's say, on Amazon or on our website where you're just doing a stock item. And we want to, most importantly in my world, is fulfill it just as quickly um, and have that same sense of quality in something that's completely personalized to that individual as a stock item that we sell. So the, uh, so the user experience for the whole thing is foundational to the success of what you're trying to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. People walk by our store, they see this amazing environment uh, and, and, and come in. But for us in store online, it's about keeping that experience going. First impressions are amazing, but we want to make them leave just as excited as when they walked in the door. Yeah, or finish the checkout process. So, so I want to talk about the, the technology, but before we get there, tell us about your business model and personalization, and how does, how does this notion of customer experience and personalization feed into the way that you think about the business, the company as a business? Yeah, so I, we are in some ways you could say 
we have the business model of a traditional retail company. Uh, and we are involved in retail, wholesale, and online um, channels. Uh, we also do some really exciting stuff um, like host parties, both in our stores as well as um, at customer locations. Uh, and we, in our larger flagship stores, we have candy cafes and you can go and get candy cocktails for both adults and children um, versions. So uh, within that, we're infusing this idea of personalization. Uh, each component we're doing it a little bit differently, but we want the customer to be able to personalize their experience with us and the products that they're getting. And you, you allow them to do things like print uh, gummy bears, special type of gummy bears or photos on gummy bears and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Um, in our stores, as well as online, um, you can make, a truly personalized uh, gummy. Uh, and so that can be a picture that you upload from, um, from Instagram, uh, from online, um, of a selfie, let's say. It can be uh, words. It can be drawings. We can kind of do everything, anything uh, with our 3D printers. So you've been so three D. That's really interesting. So you so you're using three D printers in the stores as well as presumably so as well as presumably in some type of fulfillment environment online. Yes, yes. Um, our our warehouse and fulfillment process is pretty amazing. Uh, we are in a because we're handling food. Uh, we are in an SQF certified facility that. Um, that uh, SQF stands for Safe Quality Foods, uh, and it's it's a very important piece to what we do with customer experience. We need to give them the best quality products um, and never have anything go wrong with that. So, um, as people are thinking about distribution centers and fulfillment centers. Uh, our warehouse is nothing like that. It is pristine. It is food grade, um, but we also carry notebooks <laughs> and pens and stationery and apparel. So it's an interesting um, take on traditional warehousing. We have a question from Twitter. Arsalan Khan asks a question that I was actually going to be asking you in a moment. So uh, thank you, Arsalan, for uh, for that for that question. Great minds think alike, I suppose. And and he's asking about the metrics that you use, uh, customer experience metrics, and also metrics that you use for supply chain. So in general, the metrics. Yeah, question. yeah, that's my world. So I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so a number of different ways we're um, using metrics and doing data analysis. Uh, for customer experience, we have uh, we have customer experience surveys that we ask all of our customers uh, to to um, take. Uh, we do secret shopping in our stores to ensure that um, they that everything is is happening the way that we expect, uh, and we're meeting all of our priorities of a great experience. Along with that, uh, for customer experience, we pay a lot of attention to Yelp, to TripAdvisor, to online forums to get the pulse of what our customers are experiencing. 
Along with that, um, we look at KPIs on all sorts of different levels, um, the speed in which we're fulfilling orders, um, the number of returns that we have, the number of, uh, you know, keeping the, uh, particularly as we get into personalization and so many different um, points in which something could go wrong, making sure that everybody gets the product that they wanted the way they wanted it. And quickly. Um, so those are those are the big metrics that I'm looking at on a pretty regular basis. Let's talk about technology. And I'm I'm really wondering how you organize all of this. It's a it's a really it's 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 a complicated operation. I mean, from the outside, it looks like, oh, look at this nice store with all kinds of candy. But there's a lot of technology in place in the store and in the back, op- back office operations and coordinating with your logistics, your supply chain, and, of course, your e-commerce. So let's parse this. But I think to begin, we were talking about 3D printing. And again, that's kind of out of left field for most of us to be thinking about in your type of candy environment. So, so tell us about the 3D printers. That's so interesting. Yeah, so all proprietary software, uh, 3D printing a long time ago um, at the beginning of its inception was about CAD drawings, right? And we don't want to bring CAD drawings into uh, the world of gummy candy. (laughs) So um, technology has improved tremendously. So our our partners um, in the 3D printing that developed the software and um, the great gummy candy that we we are printing um, developed software specific to um, to those printers. So it makes life much easier that it'll automate the um, the upload of a selfie into determining where those lines go um, when there's so much in the background. Um, for example, where I am right now. Earlier generations of uh, software would not do well with all this background uh, and all the colors against my face. So we have the technology that the system knows, look at my face, take away all of this behind me and cleaning it up that way. And how much of this, uh, again, we'll come back to the technology, but, but how much of this was part of Dylan's original vision? Where does all of this fit within her original idea? I think it it fits very well. So for her, it was making our customers feel as though they're transported into a modern day uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. So whereas in 2001, this was not part of the plan, um, but finding new ways to bring candy into people's world is exactly part of the mission and the vision of the organization. So we try very hard to wow people, uh, to bring things that are unexpected to uh, our stores, to, um, to our online experience as well. So when, you, when you're designing, when you were designing software for printing selfies on candies, printing, basically creating three-dimensional candies, printing them essentially, custom, personalized. 
how did you how did you go about doing that? Because I'm sure it requires very specialized expertise in order, and and especially to do it on a production scale such as you have. Yes. So for me, the most important thing is the the architecture and making sure that uh, we have a solid plan in place with our technology. We don't assume that one system will give us everything, uh, but we need to make sure that the data being transferred is um, is correct, is as efficient, that there are no um, holes in that process. So that's where a lot of my day um, comes in. So um, we start, the hub is with NetSuite, uh, where it is our system of record, our system of truth. It is where we're making all of our decisions. Um, and then we have systems that feed into it and we feed information out of NetSuite um, in that, that regard. So um, it's very important to me that we don't have two systems that are speaking to one another without NetSuite in the middle. Um, that's where my sanity comes in. <laughs> so, um, so with this, we, uh, we have developers that are experts in 3D printing that are, um, that are working on that, that software. Uh, we are web developers. We, when we decided to um, redesign our website about three years ago, we were looking for a flexible platform that, you know, we weren't looking at personalization at that point, but we wanted to have something that we knew we could grow and all of the crazy ideas that we have um, to wow our customers. We wanted to make sure that we had a platform that could do that um, and grow with us. Um, so that's the strategy. <laughs> how do you think, uh, how do you think about, uh, or how do you have you architected the flows of data? Because it sounds like also you're, even though you're a, a relatively small company, it yeah. sounds like your operations are, are very complex. You have a lot of moving parts going on here. Yes, yes. So um, again, that's where, where we have NetSuite um, come in that, uh, for me, my, my biggest concern is always reconciliation uh, between systems. So the more we can ensure that we have everything coming into one space to be reconciled is, is very important and that we're all gathering information from the same, uh, same location. So, uh, um, and so you don't grab your, all of your analytics from this, this system and I'm going to grab from this system and there could be variables that are making those different. Um, it's an area where I've seen a lot of companies struggle is, well, this is my order management system. This is my WMS. They, they sort of talk to each other, but not. Uh, but then you can also put information in through this third place. And so I never know how much money I'm making. <laughs> so... So, so can you connect this back then to the, this unique customer experience? How does all of this technology and technology architecture come back to support your, the core mission of Dylan's Candy Bar? My goal is for customers to never have to think about any of this. Um, so where 
where we're always striving to be is that someone who is customer facing never says, well, my systems wouldn't allow for that. And that to me is a true omni-channel experience where you can go into a store and return something from the web um, that you can use gift cards and uh, both online and in store that, um, that the systems will allow for that so that the customer experience is always a great one because regardless of the medium in which they are interacting with us, they're going to get the same information. They're going to get the same level of excitement that they are engaging with us. So your, your goal is to be completely seamless between the retail store and the online environment. That's our goal. Um, you know, we, we're continually reassessing, figuring out ways to do that better. Um, traditionally, we, uh, technology doesn't always allow for that, that your website does not have the same features and compatibility with your POS. Um, so this is where we are working very hard in, in building up that hub of NetSuite to say we are um, we are having we have a POS that is built directly upon NetSuite. We have a um, highly integrated e-commerce experience, and the data is flowing so that if somebody um, um, if somebody joins our loyalty program, gives us their information on. Um, the website, it will come into the, um, into the POS and the customer can, it can bring up their customer record, get points for, um, for their, their dollar spent in both locations. And it feels like we are one unified company. I want to uh, remind everybody that you're watching episode number 195 of CXO Talk. We are speaking with Erica Stevens, who is responsible for supply chain and IT at the famous Dylan's Candy Bar. And I especially want to thank NetSuite for sponsoring this episode. So NetSuite, if you're out there, we, really, we are really grateful and we really do appreciate it. So, so we're talking about omni-channel, and again, I just want to drill down into this further because Dylan's Candy Bar is all about the customer experience in the store and the customer experience and the user experience on the web. And from the customer perspective, that seamless transition, go here, go to the store, go to the web, that seamless transition is pretty simple and pretty obvious. And yet, from the behind-the-scenes point of view, it's really difficult to do. So what are some of the, the challenges that a retailer like yourself, a fast, fast-growing retailer, faces? And how do you overcome those challenges so that the consumer never sees it? So um, it, it's difficult because we have... We have people that are experts in retail and, and building that experience. We have experts in um, the world of e-commerce and the traditional ways that you do e-commerce. So bringing 
all groups to the table, figuring out what makes sense is, uh, is something that we strategically do. Uh, and I think that, uh, and, and the technology needs to follow. So a lot of, uh, of retailers that are trying to get into both spaces, they are letting technology guide how they do things in those spaces rather than saying, okay, well, we need to, we need to customize. We need to, um, we need to tell the technology what to do um, in this regard and think outside of the box as far as the, uh, um, the mode in which we operate to bring in this other channel that is working alongside us. And so when you say uh, not have the technology lead you, can you, can you be more, give us some examples of how you can get caught up in the technology and how you're trying to not do that? So um, gift cards is a great example. <laughs> um, that gift cards are generally, uh, the way that you do gift cards is generally very different in e-commerce with an e-gift card um, and a retail environment where you have those physical cards. Um, and a lot of third parties that people use might not work well with the other space. So that's, that's been a challenge. Uh, how do we, um, how, how do we use the uh, requirements of two different systems, a POS and a web platform and make them work nicely together? So, um, and we're working in cloud environments. So I want to, I want to be able to do anything from anywhere. Um, and that's what NetSuite and, and our web platform, our POS allow us to do. We are truly cloud-based. Uh, but that means where do you, uh, um, where do you say I want real-time calls and have the information be updated immediately while taking up bandwidth and making sure that the transaction is very speedy um, and that you don't have multiple servers that might be weighing things down? And then where do you say, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to batch some information so that it's speedier, but maybe then if a customer goes to, you know, they won't have access to their gift card or their loyalty information immediately because the batching is happening, happening on in regular intervals. So all of your software is based in the cloud? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that work from a performance system? Because for performance standpoint, because of course, I am sure one of the things that, you're, that you monitor carefully is the performance uh, from the user standpoint of your site. How does, so how does, that, how does that play out? It's, uh, it's part of our vetting process. Um, so we have had technologies where they were built on platforms and using servers that, um, that would have a tendency to go down, to slow the process. And, uh, you know, we have, everything is highly interconnected. Um, so something happens in one area and then let's say our POS is connected through a series of things there. So that slows down printing a receipt. Um, it is, 
it's looking at the big picture and then every single detail. But um, but for us, performance is part of the vetting process. We are making sure that, well, if we design the program this way, what are the pros and cons? And will this slow anything down? Because when we're talking about finishing a transaction or um, speed of fulfillment in our warehouse, customers have... Uh, a lot of expectations of us. And as we're in the business of providing amazing experience, that means as speedy as possible. And we have a, another question from Twitter, and that is from Chris Peterson. And he is wondering, did you look at open source software at all as you were evaluating the systems to use? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a simple answer. Is there any reason why you didn't um, or it just, didn't, it just wasn't on the radar at all? I, I mean, I definitely see the value of open source. Absolutely. Um, I, it, it's partially just being a small company and needing to rely on our partners tremendously. So, um, you know, with our our web platform, I have people that I can kind of source that out, that I'm, I'm developing the architecture, but I'm not um, having to worry as much in those details. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just not an open source person. <laughs> so with the cloud, essentially what you're doing is you're, you're outsourcing major components, all of the back end of your, of your systems, you're essentially outsourcing so that you don't have to deal with it. Yes. Yes. But, or I would say I can focus more um, and our company can focus more on how all of the, this outsourcing has been, is interacting with the other components. Um, and so it, it's still very time consuming. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it, it just allows me to focus in different areas. When you are, you know, I feel like I'm just hitting you rapid fire one after the other with all of these questions. But, you know, we've got we've got about 10 minutes or a little bit less left. And there's so much that I want to that I want to ask you. Uh, So as you're clearly technology is integral to what you're doing with the company and to creating the 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 goal of a very seamless omni-channel retail environment. And so as the company is planning for its next steps, how do you think about technology in those conversations? Where does technology start to enter into it? Is it right from the ground up? Is it an afterthought? How do you deal with, think about technology strategically? I strategically look at it as the second step. Um, we are, we have such a strong vision coming from Dylan in, in creating this amazing experience, these amazing products. Um, and you know, our biggest challenge is we have too many ideas and how do we accomplish them? How do we prioritize them? But um I don't want to use a piece of technology because it's available to me. I want to use it strategically to accomplish a goal. So I think technology, 
obviously is essential um, to what we do. But to me, it's the tool that is used to make this grand vision happen. Um, So it is step number two, not that it's second important, but um, it's step number two. And where we take that then is, well, how do we do this most efficiently? Um, How do we have the fewest people touch this so that we can um, we can automate, we can um, meet customers' expectations of, you know, doing personalized and, and shipping it within a couple of days. Like, that's pretty amazing with um, personalization today. So we want to keep getting better and better with that and finding ways that the technology can continue to wow. But the technology is not what's wowing the customers. It's the lollipop tree in our stores. <laughs> So the, so the experience is the thing that creates that customer delight and it's the technology that enables you to present that experience both in the stores, like with 3D printing, 3D printing of selfies on candy, for example. It's the technology that lets you do it, but it's all in the service of that, that vision. Absolutely. Very well put. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so you've mentioned Dylan a number of times, and as she's thinking about the concepts, where does then the tech enter into it? And very briefly, again, we only have a few minutes left, so very briefly, uh, tell us, who, who is this, uh, this mythical Dylan of which we have heard, and we're talking about Dylan's candy bar, and how does, how does technology figure into her thinking as well? Um, so, so Dylan is our candy queen. Um, she is, um, the face of the brand. She is the creative force. She is involved in every single product that we have in any of our stores and online. Um, she is the visionary. Um, she's the daughter of the legendary fashion icon, Ralph Lauren, um, and author Ricky Lauren. Um, so grew up in a very unique environment and being, um, exposed to the world of art and fashion. Uh, She's got a degree from Duke University um, in in art history. Uh, And this was a childhood dream for her um, to open up Dylan's Candy Bar. And she's made it a tremendous success um, being in business for 15 years um, and we are going strong and we're growing like crazy. So um, she she is Dylan's Candy Bar. Okay. And, and, and how does, very, very quickly, um, how does technology fit into her as she's envisioning what can be? How does technology fit in at that early stage? She, um, she has the vision of what the outcome is. And then it's my job and it's uh, a lot of team members' jobs to make it happen through that technology. So uh, she's looking to make, without getting too much in the details, making sure that it's happening in the way that will delight our customers. So she has an idea for something that will delight your customers, enhance the experience and so on. And She's envisioning at the start the kinds of, broadly speaking, the kinds of technology that may enable it, essentially? Yeah, the, the, 
um, the way in which we would um, make that happen. So it's not not deciding on that suite. Um, it is, um, but it's making sure that we have a method of um, of delivering to our customers uh, in every store and in every channel. Okay, and we have a question from Twitter. And again, I'll ask you to answer pretty quickly because we're running out of time. I wish we had a lot more time. So Lauren6031 on Twitter, and Lauren, I'm not sure if that's your last name. I assume it's not. Uh, Lauren6031 on Twitter asks, uh, as far as investment goes and growth, is it online, e-commerce, or is it in the, uh, the brick-and-mortar stores? It's a good question. Really good question. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's both. Um, Dylan believes very strongly in brick and mortar, um, and it's the um, the greatest translation to her vision. Uh, but we also want to uh, interact with customers throughout their lifetime. Um, and when people don't live near one of our stores, that's where the e-commerce experience comes in. I'm, we're hearing all kinds of sounds. Sorry, it's New York. <laughs> oh, it's New York. Okay. Uh, and all kinds of horns. All right. So, so again, just as we uh, move towards closing up here, unfortunately, again, I wish we had, we had lots of time. The, the technology you have mentioned a few times how having a single system and you're using NetSuite is critically important for this. So, Explain why a single system is so important for your operation. It, it has to do with getting the data as quickly and easily as possible to form a whole picture to, in order to make a decision. Um, we are very data-driven, um, and we also move quickly. So we want to be able, from a single source, be able to get that whole picture rather than grabbing some e-commerce statistics from one place and from some store, some store statistics from others and then having to merge them and reconcile them. Uh, having this, uh, this architecture is, is the way that we can pivot quickly. And so, so having, so, so it's a matter of, uh, seamless data flows, and which which NetSuite is of course a suite. Which modules of NetSuite are you using right now? As many as possible. <laughs> as many as possible. That's yeah. you know that sounds like like I might for for a relatively small company that that's a big that's a big statement. NetSuite covers a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, we use order management. We use, we actually run our warehouse um, from all of our fulfillment. All of our manufacturing is coming from um, NetSuite uh, or through NetSuite. Um, POS is built directly on NetSuite. Um, our our e-commerce platform, we actually um, just have an integration there, but um, we're looking at lots of different ways for data analytics. Uh, all of our reporting is coming directly from NetSuite. Um, 
I, you know, future goal, I want to make a more robust um, reporting um, system uh, for us. But um, right now we're doing pretty well on what we've got. Okay. And my, my last question is what, so you've, you've been doing this now for a while and what advice do you have to other retailers who want to create a, this, this kind of seamless customer experience that's also highly differentiated so that they, as you do, will stand out from the crowd and stand above, rise above the noise, the competitive noise. What advice do you have for those folks who are trying to do that to, to succeed? I think it is, first of all, always stepping back and looking at what is our actual customer experience. Because I think that, um, you know, we all have so much to do and we tend to get a little siloed of this is how this in theory works. Um, and over there in that other department, that's how that works. But um, does it really? And is the customer seeing a seamless process or do they get on the website and it's it could be a different company? Um, so for me in... In my professional career, a lot of it has been, yeah, I, I know you're not completely on board with these changes that need to be made, this investment that needs to be made, but go and try to return something um, to the distribution center when you bought it in the store. What happens? Um, and to think through every step for the customer there's often a lot of light bulbs to say, oh, wait a minute, how would that work? And if we don't know how it works, then our customer is definitely not going to have a good experience in making that work. Um, so it's that, again, the technology, guiding the technology rather than letting it guide you in your decision making. To some degree, we always have to make um, decisions based on capabilities. However, looking for that flexibility and not um, having those brainstorming sessions outside of, well, it's not going to work because the system won't do that. Let's figure out a way to do that if we find that that's most important to our business and our customers. So really uh, being very rigorous about looking at it all through the eyes and discipline, looking at it all through the eyes of the customer. Sounds like that's the bottom line. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we have been talking today on episode number 195 of CXO Talk with Erica Stevens, who is responsible for supply chain and technology IT for Dylan's Candy Bar. And this episode has been sponsored by the wondrous NetSuite because we really appreciate your sponsorship. And also, I want to acknowledge our video partners live stream because you guys are also awesome. Erica, thank you very, very much for taking the time and speaking with us today. Thank you. Everybody, I hope that you will come back next week where we have another incredibly good show. I hope I hope it's going to be incredibly good. We're speaking with the chief information officer for the World Health Organization. And so... That's going to be a lot of fun. 
Thanks, everybody, so much, and have a great weekend. Bye-bye.